I think having plans the year you're getting married during a pandemic only, I'm not even a year back into America. Mm-mm. I think I've bit off more than I can chew, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, I can't even keep, keep my own shit afloat. Like, uh, oh, I know, Danny, we will be adding uh, a third, uh, whatever amount of topic. Oh, sure. Spencer and Danny trying to get in shape for the wedding. Oh, it my needs God. to fucking yes, happen, man. We're happen. fat as shit. Yeah. Oh it sucks God. shit, man. It does. It oh, does. my God. The more I look at myself, the more I'm like, is this really what you want to look like at your wedding? Because <laughs> it's getting bloody, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. That's part of the motivation why I've been... Well, I just renewed my gym membership. Nice. Uh, two weeks ago. So okay. I'm, I'm back at the Chicago Athletic Clubs. <sighs> wow. CACs. I love the CACs. Very cool. Very I love cool. love the CACs. Uh, we can go into it later. I didn't want to, we don't have to start. I feel like we've preambled about our weight before. So let's post amble about our weight. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. We can do that. Um, but how is your, how, how, how have you been Danny? Um, how have you been? You know, me works busy, which is good, I guess. Um, other than that, let's see. I, we don't want to talk about the workout stuff right now. No, but um, we will. Also, Danny, we have to talk about Fast and Furious 9. We do have to talk yeah, about we will Fast talk and Furious about Fast 9. Oh, there you go. There. there you go. Maybe let's start, start with Fast and Furious 9. So, Welcome back to the DMGT <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm Spencer, host with the second most. And I'm Danny, host with the most. Um, so we, you know, we saw on Saturday we uh, did. F9. That is the official title. It's technically F9. F9. Now, okay. internationally, they are calling it the Fast Saga 9. But in America, mm. it's literally just F9. Okay. No other Fast 9. subtitle. Okay. Nope, nope. F9. All right. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> uh, and we went inside in fake IMAX, but basically like a regal theater yeah, in yeah. Chicago that's like more or less a huge ass screen with really loud speakers. Um, right. Now, have you been to the fake, that fake, that particular fake IMAX before? They changed the seats during the pandemic, I think. Yeah. It used to be yeah. more normal seats, but. That is a loud fucking theater. It is. It, well, we, that's where we saw a quiet place in that in oh, that specific okay, theater. Room. Okay. Um, and I do remember like sections of it being like brutally loud. Yeah. Um, which like jump scares. It's like it was less jump scary and more of like because the noise punishing. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, my ears. I mean, after after F nine, I, I left the theater going like, my ears are a little tinny right now. Like, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, and this and like. Bad, so which is bad to give, for ears. Oh, yeah, you shouldn't. That's bad. <laughs> that's that's hearing <laughs> loss. Uh, so to paint the stage, to paint the picture of the stage, we went with uh, the family, uh, which is some, so, so clo- some close, well, one, one close friend. Hi, Jay. Yeah. You need to come on, Jay. We do need to bring him back. Jay, you got to come back. Uh, and we went out, had a family meal. We did. Unfortunately, no Coronas, which mm-hmm. I'm. I didn't bring up at the. I didn't want to be that guy, but that was fair. You know what? That's fair. We went to a Japanese place, yep. so they, yep. they had Japanese beer, which is still good. Tokyo oh, I mean, Drift. Tokyo there's a connection Drift. there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, though I think they did still drink Corona in Japan in Tokyo Drift. They I don't did. Know. Oh man. I uh, uh, but it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, so we go. We eat. Right. Yep. We're having a good time. Yep. We get to the theater. We play some freaking games. Man, of course the pandemic happened. We're like still slapping video games with our hands. <laughs> I like, just thought about that. It's like, nasty. Ooh. I don't I try not to think about it. Uh and then, you know, we get into the theater and Danny, uh, you know, Spencer gets an alert on his phone uh that my alarm in my apartment oh, is going man. off. And I'm just like I mean, 
I'm going to this movie. <laughs> like I'm in the movie. And my alarm went off. My alarm has oh, never man. gone off. And I was like, shit. Yeah, I remember you stepped away for a while. I was like, what's that? I was stressed. Like, because like, right I was like, yeah. the thing about my alarm is I don't have a camera. It's all sensors. Oh. Like, so I don't have like a camera for my whole apartment I can see. So I didn't know what was going on. And then you can like make an uh, ALEXA show. Now you can make it a camera. Like you can like basically drop in on your own thing to see what's going on. But then I realized that I had put flowers in front of it. Oh my God. So I'm like looking at the feed, just seeing and hearing nothing. And I'm like, is my, did my dog get stolen? Like, I don't know what happened. Mm. Turns out it was really just fireworks. And he moved so abruptly, even though I have like, there's a dog setting on the motion sensors. Um, he, apparently moved in a way that made him appear to be over 80 pounds and he's like a 45 pound dog because like that's like the cutoff of what could be a human type of situation so it was fine and i felt dumb being so stressed out about it and like ending my night afterwards even though i was like super pumped to like maybe go out and like drink some brews and talk about fast nine f9 but papa was scared for his puppy hey you know you know when you guys when you guys said that after the movie, I was like, "Oh, you guys were thinking about that the entire time in the theater." That's now, that's a bummer. To Fast Nine's credit, F 9s credit, it distracted you. It distracted me. Good. I didn't actually good. think about it that much, and then right after it was done, I was like, "Oh my god, what if my dog's gone?" <laughs> uh, so that's why I was like, "Can you take me home?" Danny? Yeah, yeah, we took you home. Uh, and well, we went out drinking. Well, afterwards. the thing that I also realized is you y'all were like being like polite with the potential that Ripple was gone. And you were like, yeah, so like we could wait here. And like me and Christine being dumb, we were like, no, no, you guys can go home. It's fine. And what you were really saying is like, go check your dog and then it's probably fine. And then come back down and we can go drink. We figured that out like 10 minutes later. Okay. And then we were like, (laughs) oh, whoops. Like we probably look like insane people. Uh, No, I mean, at that point I figured like it, I mean... You, you get home, and even if it was, like, obviously it was fine, so it's like, okay, then... Yeah, it, be more diligent like, yeah. about uh, explaining things. I know, uh, that's up, true. You know, like... That's true. I, I was going to text you, because we, we were we went pretty We were close. We were at, um, what's that place right here in California? They do the slushies out in the back sometimes. I don't I just moved here. I forgot. Sleepy, I forgot. sleepy Village? Sleep, uh, Sleeping? No, not Sleeping Village. Um, Someplace. Someplace. Whatever. It's yeah. it's literally a five-minute drive from you. So it was kind of a bummer, and I felt like a dweeb, which I think is correct to feel in this regard. But, I mean, it happens. Uh, but, Danny... It was a movie, man. It was a movie. It was a fucking movie. What it did was you think? Mo- no, it was more... Listen, listen. It's You have to contextualize movies like, fast, like the Fast franchise mm-hmm. with, like... No, like cinemaphile is going like this is great cinema even though like some of the cinematography at times and like the special effects are actually really well done um but as a whole like you're not saying like oh man this was like a oscar worthy performance by vin diesel or yada yada but that's like that's not what you go to those films for and on that aspect i'm like Listen, from beginning to end, I do think it was maybe like 25 there, minutes too yeah, long. Most of them have been 20 minutes too long. It, just straight entertainment. I think I had a blast. There yeah. were sections of it that I was just like laughing because it was the the sheer absurdity of yeah. some of that stuff. Yeah. 
but it was great. I loved it. I'm like, this is this is perfect. This is this is exactly what I want. Um, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, I, and like, you know, I there was the push for Furious Seven to get a Best Picture nom. Like Vin Diesel was. Do you remember mm, that? Vin I Diesel do. was like pushing hardcore to get a Best Picture nom, and like his argument was, well, aren't we accomplishing the goal of which our movie is to the best of our ability? in the sense of it's the best picture of our thing that we're trying to do. And I think like, this is like mm. the, the Doughboys podcast mentality of rating something where it's, what is the thing trying to accomplish? That's how you should rate it. Right. So if it's a McDonald's, you're not rating it against an Oshaval. Exactly. Right. You're rating it as a McDonald's. It's right. fast food. And of that, how is it doing towards that and like you know with like fast and furious that's kind of my rating system where it's like is it accomplishing the goal of the movie or the goal of the story or the goal of what they want me to feel and how well are they doing that because that is actually what cinema is it's a manipulating you to feel the way that they want you to feel like cinema is manipulation and with that in mind it did a great job. Like, I don't really have, aside from it being a little long, like, it was so stupid. It was really stupid. It was dumb as shit. In the, in the best way. And I was laughing with the movie. Yes. Well, that's the thing. Like, at this point, and this movie did it, I think, nailed it. The, like, the self-deprecation, like, the slight self-deprecation. Yeah, it they wasn't were overdone. attention to it. But they were, yeah, they were, there was that one, like, I don't know if people care about minor spoilers, be here. But uh, there's that scene where Tyrese is, like, talking to Ludacris, and he's like, hey, have you ever thought about all the crazy shit we've done? Yeah. And never a scratch right? on us. And Are we invincible? And it's hilarious. And it's like, that's so funny. That's so good. That's it's so actually good. pretty good commentary on the series and generally in like bombastic blockbusters overall where it's like yeah, no actually, characters yeah. really get to die right right because uh, like we might need them for money later <laughs> <laughs> uh and they were they were kind of you know like i was explaining the titling of fast and furious yeah which i think is always a very fun exercise for people not involved with the franchise uh and they were just like that sounds like the dumbest stuff ever and i'm like it is yeah. that's what makes it great yeah that is what makes it great it, it like it's not trying to be not what it is and that's a cool thing that exists yeah yeah i mean i've gotten to a point now where i mean th- this has happened maybe like a movie or two ago already where it's just like yeah no no shame i love these films like i'm we're there opening weekend yeah, every single time i've, I've been I've, yeah basically since 5 i think i've gone opening yeah, weekend yeah and I, I dropped 60 bucks on the freaking 8 film or 8 film collection in 4K. And guess what? Perfect. It was fucking great. It's, I'm so glad that I have it. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to make me want to get it. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't, you can borrow mine. Okay. Obviously, you can yes, borrow mine. Perfect. Um, perfect. But like Fast and Furious, the first, the Fast and the Furious, sorry. Right. The Fast first and Furious one. is That's four. actually, that it's actually so is a very good movie. It, it's, it's actually a good movie. Dope. It's and and too, and too Fast, Too Furious is it's a good really sequel. Good. It's, it's a, good, a sequel. good sequel. I just rewatched it and I was like, this is the one everybody says is like the worst one. Because Tokyo Drift barely tracks for people. But, oh, it's great. It's great. John Singleton directed Too Fast and Too Furious. Boys in the Hood, John mm-hmm. Singleton. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you can tell too because it's got like that swagger to it. Like, yeah. No, no other film has like that attitude like uh, that. Th- like, yeah. To like steal uh, something from a different podcast that I listened to about Too Fast, Too Furious <laughs> that I thought was a great point where they're like, there's this like simmering potential for violence in almost every scene of Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. Like oh, it's yeah. fucking tense. It is. Not in like an overbearing way, but it's like, it knows what's going on with what the power of, it knew the power of what the setup of the yeah, movies yeah. are. But The Fast and the Furious, front to back classic. Like, I was watching oh, yeah, it I and, mean, like, talking to Christine, and I was like, Vin Diesel fucking has it. He yeah. he nails the tone, the sweat. Like, he, he literally was in... He saw the the the, the he saw the 10th movie. Yep, yep. In day that, one in, of shooting. In that film, the now, day one, yeah. I think he does if he does too fast too furious. I don't think Fast and Furious goes past 3 movies. I think the reason he he leaves and there's still some success in it and they go, "Oh shit. These can be successful without the guy who was the guy cuz like Paul Walker is like kind of like a milk toast actor." He's exactly what is needed right, in right, the movie. Right. He's not interesting. He's not making choice. He literally, in Too Fast, Too Furious, I would say makes zero choices of acting. He says the words as a body who's <laughs> breathing. <laughs> the vessel to the dialogue. And also, it's insane that John Singleton goes, hey, Paul Walker. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly where you're going. So as you're about greatest, to get into this car, the it'd, greatest be, it'd be great moment. if you say, Kuh? Like, really hit it hard. Like, I don't even want to do it hard, like, in any capacity. Because it is show-stoppingly insane of a choice. But then you're like, you know what? I feel like it works in the movie somehow. It works But it would never work now. But it's, oh, man. it's Even then, it's it's like, it's a little out of the place. And it's the only time he does it. Right, right. Anything like that. Because they're walking out. It's just that scene. And it's like literally a minute long. If that, right? Because it's like they're walking out to the You almost fucking miss it. He's like, yo, let me, let me, uh, what was all that about? Like, I I drop it. I'll talk about it. Drop it, hell. I want to hear about this. Zoom in, yeah. close up. I said, forget about it, cuh. Yeah, it's so <laughs> wild. It's so like wild. Like with the enunciation on the cuh, like oh, that. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's super so weird. weird. It's because I would best. say, like, also, so no one ever says cuh again. Tyrese never no, says it. No, no other characters ever say it. Like, you have Ludacris in an immaculate fro in Too Fast, Too Furious. great fro. He's not, no one says cuh except for <laughs> Paul Walker. <laughs> In the movie. It's so wild. And it's like, so good. Paul Walker literally looks like he's like a child in adult's clothes because that's what white dudes like that oh, dress like in 2002 where it's like too baggy of shorts, high socks, like uh, really like low top converse, which is like oh, everyone. man. I don't care who you Bad are. Move. Like no one looks good in them. Bad they move. look that just no one looks good in low top converse. Like high tops I can get behind some. Yeah. Some yeah, people can pull sure. them off. No one can do low tops. They look so stupid. And it makes you walk weird. Like, he just walks weird the whole right, movie. Right. Uh, he's wearing, like, the biggest shirts. That Like, he just looks like a child swimming in adult's clothes. It's it's funny. And it's just a wild one. But, so going back to Fast 9, F9, 
Yeah, they knock it out of the park. They but nailed. also, like, yeah, there's like most of it. Do- it doesn't even matter what happens in it. It's just about it, the experience. Yeah. And I would say it's better than Fate of the Furious, in my opinion. I think so too. I think so too. I, I really mean, like Furious Seven. Like, I think that's a that's probably the the peak. Because it, it has was the Paul peak, Walker, but it's stuff. also got like the sentimental value yeah. to it. So like, I don't know. If Fast Five that. is probably like the best one, and yeah, I I, I think F Nine is better than Fate because I thought Fate was preposterous but too serious. It was a little too serious. Yeah, yeah. They were trying that, to compensate for Paul Walker. They pulled back a little bit with this one, um, in the seriousness because I think they realized that it's like. You can't you can't be that serious with these types of movies. No, you have to poke fun at yourself. A yeah, little bit. and F- I think Fate of the Furious didn't do it really. Like they tried, kind of, but not yeah. really, um, because that's kind of the whole point of the entire franchise. But yeah, no, I think F nine did did a great job. I, I, I mean, had a blast. I had a blast. Yeah, absolutely. It's and so, I would give okay. it an F nine. Out of F nine. I, I mean, out of yeah, I guess I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's like a nine out of ten or anything like. I had a really good time. And it's a great, like, if you haven't gone back to the theater. Oh, that's it's a, perfect. It's, a it's fucking, perfect go, for that. It's, go for oh, that. yeah, like, easy. Go for that go, if you feel... Go watch something like that. Like, yeah. don't don't go in too heavy with the your first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't don't go intense with it. Just yeah, get, like, yeah. see, see faster. Come on. Fast it's a solid... Listen, it's a solid... I don't like the 10-point rating system, but it's a, it's a solid 3 out of 5, which is, like, watch it. Go mm-hmm, watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, go yeah, go see it. I think it's cool. And it's also, like, I mean, it literally changed. There, I read an article. It's like, oh, yeah, it changed, like, Hollywood. Like, from 4 on, it changed Hollywood because it's super diverse... And it makes a shit ton of money everywhere. Literally everywhere it makes money because it has yeah, it's, diversity it's, across it the is, board and, and not and perform like and non-performative. That's I was about well, to say that in fast well, in the Fast and the Furious right, and Too right. Fast Too Furious. It's ex- and Tokyo Drift. <laughs> it's uh, it, it is Mexican people over here, black people over here, yeah, white yeah, people yeah, yeah, over yeah. here, and like. <laughs> You're all the most stereotypical version of those. It's it's not for, great. I mean, it's no, not great. No. I mean, it's for for the. I'm talking about this movie. This movie, yes, well, yeah, yeah. Back like, at like it was shocking. Let, let's let's it. call like, it. Let's call it from like 2010 on. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because the early 2000s, everyone was struggling with that shit. Um, I mean, but still, the fact that there were three groups of people in that movie yeah, that were not that got just like significant white. screen time too. Yeah, I mean, it's still it, not pointless characters. Yeah, yeah. And I, I want them to bring back some of the, the the people in the first one that they haven't brought back yet. It, is Baraga still alive? I don't know. I think he's still say. alive, Probably. Right? I mean, assume yes, right? <laughs> like, most <laughs> people are Screw still it. Alive. I mean, they bring everyone yeah. back, yeah, so it's like, who yes, cares? They're all yes, alive. bring them back. Uh, but anyway, sorry, what were you going to say? No, no, I think... Uh, I, I totally lost it. It's it's a good movie. It's a good it's a, it's a goddamn... <laughs> it is it's a, a good fun movie. movie. It's, and a, like, it's a fun movie. Legit, like, they're, it's cool because it did, like... I think, like... The success of all the later Fast and Furious movies, like really from four restarts it and five yeah. really is where it starts to hit. And then like we have several over a billion dollar grosses like that really started to show that like, yeah, putting like a multicultural cast together and like just making them characters because it's not like Tyrese and Ludacris have to constantly be black people in the movie. Like it, they're not asked. They're just. They're they're just their characters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. Like they got. Oh, that's that's the point that I was gonna get. Yeah. At. Like, it, it's it towards. Yeah, I would say from Fast Five on. Yeah. Like they they're all they're all just characters. They're just the, people in, in a movie. But but like that's what's important about like 
diversity and representation because cool. I, I think, I think depending on like what the situation and the scenario and the circumstances, sometimes it's nice to draw a little bit of attention to it. Cause mm. that's just the reality. Yeah. Um, but for a film, for a franchise like this, they nail it. Like it's like, they're just characters and they're fun to watch and you root for, for, for all of them. They all got something going on. Yeah. And like, they're all, they're all unique. They all have a personality. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. could, I mean, I think what we're getting to is like Fast and Furious for president. <laughs> Vin Diesel, maybe? I, I will like, vote for did, you, Vin Diesel. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. Like, we could have worse celebrity presidents, and maybe we already have had some of those. So, some would say like, multiple of them, actually. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a fun, I fucking love them. They, they're so fucking good. They're All so right, fun. we, we spent so too fun. much time yeah, to be I mean, on this, listen, but we like, can, we, we can really like forever. Fast and We can go on forever about this stuff. Uh, what else are we talking about, Danny? Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about some music. Okay. Let's talk about, you know what? That's one thing that I wish I haven't like dug into the the uh, the soundtrack mm-hmm. because usually they have some pretty good bangers and like they're yeah. Like, I mean, they definitely good. did. Like, oh, they did. They man. did. But I haven't like really sunk into it. So, Every like, smash cut of that movie was like. Let's thump the shit oh, out man. of this next Beautiful. moment Beautiful. to get into whatever we're doing. And they like really, I mean, sometimes they would do that like twice in 30 seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, it's like, wait, wait, you, is this the same thing? No, it's, no, it's no, like they're all thumping. Different. I mean, I will say like as a, a white guy, uh, <laughs> Too Fast, Too Furious was one of my entry points into hip hop. The soundtrack. Because I got I mean, the soundtrack. because soundtrack. My, my family was like, okay, you like this fucking movie so much. Like here's the fucking <laughs> CD. Uh and I was like, oh, my God, this shit is so cool. I'm thinking about all these fast cars. Uh, and that started, like, me liking, like, hip-hop. Like, really, like, you yeah, know, Eminem yeah. exists, sure. But, like, that was where I was like, oh. Oh, this is, there's, like, all of these artists that I just didn't even know about. Because, right, it, like, it gets nuanced and different and, like, the yeah. sub, you, oh, the first time you discover subgenres. Oh, so fun. Ugh. So fun. That that rabbit hole. I just heard. So I good. just learned, and I gotta get out to Atlanta. Do you know that Atlanta has a trap music museum? What? I just learned this. Oh, that's cool. Someone that I work with lives in Atlanta. And, that's cool. And as he hell. was like recommending it to someone who was visiting. And I was like, that would be so fun. That is cool fun to as go hell. to. Like uh, that, is, that is tight. That's yeah, pretty tight. It's, it's straight tight. Yeah, dude. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's totally tight. Uh, but yeah, it's like, uh, man, what if I didn't listen to that soundtrack and then didn't like for like five to 10 years, be obsessed with Ludacris, you know, like right. that would have sucked. Ludacris is so fun, <laughs> man. He's so great. Motherfucker. Luda. Can you buy that from like, it's not even on Spotify cause it's all sampled beats. Right. It's one of the best fucking rap it's songs so of good. the last five it's years. So good. Or last at this point, 10 years. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute. God, it's so good. Well, man, Chicago's needs, Chicago has, I know you don't love house music, but like Chicago has got to be better about like, embracing house music culture because they're like yeah i mean it's originated here yeah but chicago it, house did yeah chicago house um but the city is like eh, not great about like rave yeah. buildings and yeah shit, so. yeah i mean like but there is like chicago has cool artists still like yeah 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 i mean namdi Oh, Namdi's awesome, dude. He's like so, so fucking good. sick, dude. So sorry. So get on, into no, no, our no, music. no. On that front, like that, that's kind of where I'm going to, because like, um, so a couple of weeks ago, we didn't talk about our mu- our songs and the music of the week last week because we, we got in. It's fine. It's fine. We're talking about it now. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I went to uh, this place called Beauty Bar in Chicago. 
uh, is that Ukrainian village? No, Noble Square, I think, technically. Um, anyways, they on Sunday nights, they, they had just reopened. They had just reopened. Um, they were like, we're vaccinated the, and we're living we're our lives. We're vaccinated and we're living. But it's one of the first bar, one of the few bars at rather that still hadn't reopened. There are still a couple like restaurants and places that I'm like waiting for them to reopen or fingers crossed. Yeah. But they did it. Um, it was kind of like a seated situation. They had like a virtual DJ thing going or whatever. But usually they have like, sometimes I think they have some live music and they play like, it's it's pop punk versus emo night. Yep. And that's on Sunday night specifically, which is an odd night for it. But I kind of dig it. I kind of dig it. It's like a weird I mean, that's, weekend it's night. Kind of, it's kind of like a night to be kind of pop punky and also sad. Yeah. You know, because you have great. to go back to work and it's stuff. It's great. So... So I went with uh, with Jay by the like oh boy Jay you're all over this all man a few Come times on. already and uh, another a couple other folks um, and it was a good time they're playing they, they're playing the classics they're playing some newer stuff they're playing the like the like some emo deep cuts that I was like I don't know what this is and then like the obviously the big hitters for the pop punk side and then this song comes on and like kind of like I f- I feel like a lot of people in the bar. Mm-hmm. Or in the venue, we're like, yo, what is this? This is different. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is different. Yes. And yeah. you can just sense like that a lot of us just kind of got enamorated with the music and then the music video. Because the music video I still haven't watched is the music super video. cool. Yeah. It's super cool. I need cool. to watch it. So they do like this. So this band is called um, Meet Me at the Altar. And, and that's an at symbol, baby. At symbol, baby. They're very cool. Um, and so and it's, it's a band, a pop punk band comprised of all women Women of color to, to boot, and they apparently all met like online, playing video games or something or other. But they 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 became and they formed online, uh, in like f- fifteen they post, or they postal or serviced like it. Yeah, they yeah. postal serviced yeah, it. Yeah, straight up. And this music video is like really like um, like sixteen bit retro, and like they all have like their own unique powers with their like instruments and very stuff. Fun. It's very cool. It's like a Kind of reminded me of like uh, Scott Pilgrim, like the first, like Scott Pilgrim a little bit, like the first Mega Man X, Pat yeah. Plummer, just okay. like that. Okay, pretty much exactly like that. Pat, well, Scott Pilgrim will be what most of you um, will will think of. And the song, like the riffs on the guitars, are really nice and tight. Like it, it, it flirts with the overproduced and like too tight. A little like, it, like it almost goes there, but it like nails nails it. In, in its place in its tightness, right? They're paramoring. Yeah, they're paramoring. Yeah, they're paramoring. They they they're striking the paramore continuum of balance oh, of produce it's production so good. and not production. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um, she can sing. The lead singer can she like sing. Rips, she dude. can rip really well. The drummer's really good. Like they're all very talented. Yeah. But the song just rips, and the song is called "Feel a Thing," and. It's a very upbeat, up-tempo uh, pop-punk song yep. with, like, really good, like, beef on that, on that and guitar this is, riff. this is 2000s pop-punk. This is true yes. Yes. hype pop-punk pop-punk. So I think... This isn't, like, the shift of pop-punk wh- what I happened. What I think it's happening... Well, that's right, because, like, I think there's a resurgence of pop-punk happening yeah. in the mainstream, in the mainstream, because, like, people have been following it and bands have existed, Right. But in the mainstream, like, it's coming back a little bit. And there's, like, a, a new modern iteration of it. But, like, Meet Me at the Altar has kind of stayed true to, like, earlier pop punk. To, like, oh, this is a song, this shit that we grew up listening to, so we want to make that music. Yep. 
and they're nailing it. Yep. And they're nailing it. It feels fresh. It feels it does. fresh. It and does. that's like what's been the most, or that was the most, um, I don't know, like fun thing to like listen to. Like, man, this this like nails a lot of the nostalgia hits. Yeah. But it, it's new. It's different. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Like, it's fucking great. I mean, listen, it, it was uh, it's it's over a hundred thousand on Spotify and YouTube now, but it's it was like it was like fifty k yeah. last week, and I was like, man, I'm gonna be so cool recommending this. And, and so, like, so you recommend this, right? Yeah. And like, we all, we don't always like the same music no, all no, the time. No, like, right. we have we have a significant overlap, and we also have like a significant mm-hmm. not overlap. <laughs> there's uh, a few there's a few circles where some of them don't touch at all, yeah. like at all. Like, but. You send me this, and I, I was like, honestly, gotta admit, meet me at the altar at first. I was like, okay, this seems interesting. I'll yep, start yep. to play it, and then like almost instantly, yeah. I literally, I think I the next thing I st- sent you like ten seconds in, I was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm loving this, and then you know I start what I do with anything that I listen to that I start liking. I start searching them, right? Mm-hmm. Start figuring out what the fuck is up with these folks, and then I go, Danny. They're touring with Coheed and Cambria. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize know. that. Yeah. And I go, and I'm like, of course I'm going to love this. Coheed and Cambria has a great track record, except for Torch. Coheed, I, like, you may see my Coheed in the I, camera. I Can you here. see it in the Not camera? In the camera. Okay. Okay. Uh, Coheed is my favorite band, has always been my favorite band. Ever since I heard them, uh, Joshua and I showed me them, and then I said, this is bad. And then I obsessively listened to it and didn't tell him because uh, <laughs> I wanted to be the cool guy. And that's a problem I had and continue to have. Uh, but they're like, except for Torch. And this is me trying to tell Claudio, like, I get it. Torch is heavy and stuff. Don't bring them back. They're not just, I can't go to another Kohi show with Torch opening. I just, it all sounds, it's just scuzzy. And I don't <laughs> like scuzzy. Uh, but yeah, meet me at the altar. What a fun opener for Coheed. Oh, that's a oh, blast. Man. That's a blast because like that is staying true to what Coheed does best. Like the idea of like you don't change just because trends change and you're just trying to get on the trend. And like Coheed doesn't really do that. They right. make fucking rock music. Yeah. yeah. And like they're making pop punk music. And like it man. And then you show me this song. And then like I buy Riot Fest tickets for Friday because Meet me at the altar place. Coheed is Coheed the second thing, yeah. to closing. Fucking lock it up. Like I'm, I'm going now. Like I, man, what a good pick, Danny. Oh man, what a good. I'm, pick. I'm, pro- I was, I was real. I was. I hadn't sent it to you, but, but I was like, this is this. You knew. This is, I you knew, knew that one was. was Dude, that's like be a fucking hit. catnip. Man. And like their their entire like I went through like a lot of their music and it's really good. I think it's gonna be a really fun live show. It's gonna be so fun. Oh yeah. My only concern is. Because they're smaller, I hope that they're far away from when Coheed plays. Because I will be sacrificing the previous set for whatever stage Coheed is on to, to get like set some, up. Yeah. some good yeah. good area. It's gonna, I'm, I'm sense. bummed out about it, but uh, hey, I'm gonna cry. What, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna cry. Oh, I usually like, like get pretty close to crying at every Coheed <laughs> show. Uh, um, I dig it. I, yeah, I mean, it's fine. So go check it out. Go, go check, check it out. out. There, it was great. So, good. so the next one, so like I wanted to really dive in on Meet Me at the Altar and like listen to their stuff more. But then it's like, you know, life goes. We're watching yeah, F9. Yeah. And on Friday, I'm like, I, I slack. I, I think I slacked you in the morning. I was like, Tyler dropped. Yep. Tyler dropped an album. Yep. Like as all, like kind of not out of nowhere, but like kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, we knew it was coming. It was coming, like, but we didn't know the date. And then like, 
initially we were just going to talk about Juggernaut. Yeah. Because that's what was out. Yeah. But like this whole th- like I think we we have to kind of talk about the whole thing. How how many times have you like have you listened? Like I listened to it like three times on Friday. Okay. And then like another two to three times. I'm like on like five full proper yeah, listens. I, I'm probably there. Like I haven't necessarily now, sat completely right. undistracted. I was about to say not all five of them are like completely through front to back yeah uh yeah but i will say like well i guess actually how did igor strike you when it first came out because that was kind of a surprise drop as well uh i liked igor uh, but it grew it it grew on me and then it kind of just like yeah and then it kind of just like just fell off a little bit okay okay for, for me like as far as like replayability so it's a great album but so from the off. First second of that synth sound, I was obsessed with Igor. And I continue to be obsessed with Igor. Yeah. Igor continues to be like a listen that I constantly spin. Like whenever I need something to hit, I'll probably just like start Igor. It's like a 35 minute album. Yeah. I mean, it's a great, it's, it's a, listen, like, I, but critically, I may be incorrect, but I'm more of a Flower Boy guy. Well, no, like they're both great, but like Flower Boy is actually one that took me a little longer to get in. And then like Cherry Bomb even going back further, mm-hmm. like I didn't really vibe with Cherry Bomb. And of course I love Goblin. I love Bastard. Perfect. Like perfect. And and like well they're super problematic. They're, 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 at, they're just like they're exceedingly problematic. Yeah. Uh but they fucking slap. <laughs> like <laughs> they're so hard. <laughs> like they're so good. Uh and this one is kind of like I really like it. I need more time with it. It's not an Igor that instantly hits me. And then I think it's more dense than flower boy. Like, I think like it is, because it he's taking and the thing that makes him incredible. And like, uh, our, our friend of the pod, Kyle was kind of like, he's, and he sent me this the night before he dropped the album, which is funny. He sends me this text like randomly. And he's like, Tyler is our generation's artist. Like he is, the artist yep, like yep. he's the art like for it's he is all of us like he's the thing well yeah and I mean, we were like yeah. and i was like yeah absolutely yes duh yeah no shit 100 agree and then he drops the album yeah, we were right? in high school at the same time yeah we were like we are tyler's age yeah. right he's the last person to like he's the thing that we are and he's had the you know like the same experiences of time as we have had. So we're going to like connect with someone like him. And that's like also like a whole Bo Burnham thing where we're like 30 year old people who were privileged enough to stay inside during the pandemic. So like that special is a whole nother, like we have like two very different gangly tall people (laughs) (laughs) who like speak a lot for how like someone like us can feel like, uh, you know, it's not perfect, but like, I think they're pretty representative of our our like male Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. generation um, in different ways. But the, the thing about the album that was like, it's super dense because he's literally a, he continues to comment on cherry bomb throughout this, like here and there he like throws, like he understands cherry bomb was like a necessary thing for him to do. And he also understands that maybe we don't all like it all that much. Right. Right. Except like, obviously tamale slaps, absolutely (laughs) slapped. Yeah. But he has taken and he's like circled back because Igor was like, get me away from Tyler, the creator. Right. 
right? Like it has like one or two songs where he hits Tyler the Creator sounds, but a lot of it is trying to change away from like I'm the guy with the deep voice who says obscene shit rapping guy. Right, right. I mean, he went out of his way to like, I want to make like a pop, experimental pop album, basically. Though, I mean, it still has like one of the best beat switches of all time where he goes, Dracula, Dracula, Dracula. It's It's very good. It's fucking good. good. It's It's my, how I decide if speakers are good or headphones are good. (laughs) Um, It's that kind of drop. It's like a DNA, Kendrick Lamar drop. Though I think it's actually better than that one, which I think people might be upset about. Uh, Ooh, okay. No, oh, clipping that. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like Tyler, the creator. He's my, one of my favorite yeah, yeah, yeah. artists. I love Kendrick Lamar, but like, where's your next album, bro? <laughs> Give me it. Yeah, we're <laughs> we also waiting like, on a Kendrick album. Um, but he's taken all of what he's done before and like built yes. upon it. And he still has... The Igor synth sounds are in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he has like callbacks to everything he's done, and then he continues to like move forward, and it's like staggering the complexity of what he's done over the course of his still very young career. I th- I think I think we're gonna look back at this album, and because I feel like I'm seeing. I mean, the internet, especially, and like millennials especially, love, just love to hype up basically anything Tyler does, right? Right. Which, with good reason. The man is talented as shit. Fucking hits that. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I think we're going to look back at this album in like 10 years and be like, damn, he nailed it. He nailed it. And that was like the pinnacle of like... Or just like a good what 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 did I say the other day? Uh, just like a, a convergence of mm-hmm. all of the stuff. Like this album cannot happen without him taking all those re- redirections. Yeah, and like and I, it's it's a weird it's weird right because it's like I I really like it. Um, I need the fucking vinyl, man. I yeah. Release I, it. I think we I think we need, it's one of these situations right. I really think that time is going to benefit this album. Yeah, yeah. Because even if like the first weekend or the first week or the first two weeks the first month is still like man this is really good to like okay this is this is fine to like i don't know if it's the best this is best album i don't know if i'm gonna call it that right now it's too soon i don't know enough about it i haven't listened but to it after enough. after some time i think this holds up to time i think so yeah maybe maybe even better than igor will i yeah i i don't know like it's uh because because the thing about like Things, uh, the thing about albums like like Flower Boy and Igor, when artists take that direction, they're still discovering themselves. Yeah. So a lot of it um, is very connected to either the time or a specific place and experience. Yeah. And then it doesn't really translate well outside, outside of that scope. Yeah. But then once you bring that back together to everything a little bit more holistically, which I guess you can call a little mainstreamy, but... Who cares? It doesn't matter. I think that's when it really comes into its own. And I think, yeah. I think we're going to look back at this. Well, I mean, listen, what, artists are going to start touring again, or they're starting to tour again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to that's gonna do it very well. I will pay well. any amount of money to see Tyler. Oh, yeah. I've seen, I'm so I, I saw Tyler, uh, the last time I saw him, it was right before Flower Boy. Mm. And it was in Seattle. It was an all-ages show. And I was 21, 22. <laughs> so I brought my little brother. Hell yeah. Um, I have never seen a man more depressed to have 3,000 people in front of him 
as Tyler, the creator, and he continually would talk to all of us in the 21 plus area drinking <laughs> and about how he wishes he was over there. <laughs> and he was like, so sad. Like, like, you know, like uh, Yonkers, right? It's yeah, such a yeah, fucking yeah. good song. Yeah. And he, <laughs> I've never seen an artist more depressed to play the reason they're famous as a song. Like he was like, like I'm a fucking walking bear. Not <laughs> like he was so upset because it was 15 year olds only. And then like Flower Boy comes out and now he's like the darling of the people who are around 20. Yeah. Something, yeah. Yeah. Right. And like, man, he was so sad. It was truly so sad to be at that show. Cause oh, I was man. like, I was like, I feel like it'd be nice if like I found Tyler after this and was just like, dude, you're, you're really fucking cool, man. Like, don't worry about these fucking kids who also love you are obsessed with you. Yeah. yeah. But I get it. You're not trying to be fucking Justin Bieber. Uh, right. Right. And he, like he, there was a moment where he was like, kind of like hip hop Bieber to people, which is so weird to say, but it's true. Cause like literally so many moms were in this fucking line. And Which I talked is- to a lot of moms while I was drinking a lot of beer because there was like no line at the bar because it was like t- 24 20, people that were over, over 21. 21. Like, it and was and, fucking and crazy. The rest of the mothers. It was that's, so funny. Well, that's the craziest part to me, right? Because it's like it's like when Odd Future was like hitting its peak. Oh, God. That was so cool. Maybe a sophomore, junior in high school. Like 2008, 2009, yeah, yeah. 2010. Yeah, so like junior is senior, and like that's when they really started taking off. And but it's so like naturally, teenagers at that time are 16, 17, 18 right. years old, and you're rebelling, and, and you're rebelling, and, and that's about what it was. Say you have a sibling or something, yeah. and you're like, oh man, that poster is so cool. This yeah. odd future, oh my god, all these dudes. Yeah, my little brother's five years yeah. younger than me. There you go. This and was I, really I where, where we from. started to. I took like we went to the show together. Like we really that's, connected. That's what I mean. Kyle was also there, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure, but like, uh, but then he like it's like he's lived so many artistic lives. Like, like we're like he's like he's like a little bit younger than me, and you. I think he's like I think he's thirty. He just turned thirty, right? Just right, like. We're not good at anything as good as he is at everything he's attempted. It's so crazy how well, talented this man is. That, that's the, I mean, that's like, I mean, another part of like aging. And I think, I think we have an opportunity here to like build something and be like, remember when we were 30 and like all these people that were our age. We're late bloomers is what you're saying. Yes. yes okay. Yes. Okay. I'll take No, that. but, but it's like, it's an interesting thing too, as well, because now you're comparing ourselves to these millennials or our age yeah. that are Right now, in their prime, yeah, entering their they're prime. fucking crushing it, and like, that's like it's crazy to think about. It's like, oh my god, it's so cool. They're like, nailing we're, it. Like, we're like becoming the yeah. things, like, and not we, but like us as right. people right. of our age. It's really neat. Um, I continue to just want to be friends with Tyler, the creator, and I don't know if he would like me or not. I don't know. I don't know if he would like you. I don't of us. really care, but I would like to just be like, <laughs> hey, like. You're so fucking cool, man. Like, he's so fucking cool. Everything he does is cool as shit. It's well, insane. He, he wouldn't like us then. I know. We're, 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 we're too, so we're too fangirly. fucking nerds. We're fucking nerds. I've met Claudio Sanchez to bring this around. And yeah, I was too fucking weird about it. I was too fucking... I was sitting in line for yeah. six hours. 
<laughs> I was the first person in line by four hours. That's how fucking insane oh I God. was. And M. I mean, I get it. Like, uh, let's see. I still in, remember the feeling of his hand. 2010. 2010, was it 2010? Yeah, 2010 or 2011. Uh, Linkin Park was doing their A Thousand Sons tour, uh-huh. um, which is my favorite I album know, of I theirs. Know. And whatever. That, we'll I, I would say that is controversial. It's it's a fucking great album. Yeah. And everyone can fight me. Okay. Um, so no 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 we like we I, we did like these backseat patch backstage passes like mm. with my I kind of like convinced my brother to do it yeah. and then like another a buddy I've of mine dragged went. many people to go ahead and camp yeah, shows yeah. so like we went we do like the uh, like the the pre show like day thing where like you get to like go on stage and the tour manager shows us around like the instruments and like which was sick, very dude. cool That's dope. super cool like there's a picture I got to dig it up um, of like me playing Mike Shinoda's guitar. Uh, and, and then they do the meet and greet and like, they're like, they're like autographing whatever you bring. And I bring out the deluxe version of that album. Yeah. And then, uh, who was it? I think, uh, I think it was Chester Bennington. He was like, that's going to smear. I can't sign that because it's going to smear. And I was like, I like froze. I'm like, he's speaking to me, but also like, he's. I, like he wasn't being rude about it. He was just like letting me know, like, "Hey, man, this is gonna smear, and the autographs are gonna be gone." And then I think someone else was like, "Who cares, man? Just just sign <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Just sign it, dude." And he's like, "All right, fine, I'll sign it." Um, did it smear? It did smear. Okay, well, <laughs> it did smear. I have it. it. I have it. I'll do like a little clip on if I clip yeah. this or something. And this uh, is disgustingly similar to me meeting <laughs> Claudio Sanchez, where yeah, I literally you, had a I, backpack full of shit. I freeze up. Oh, dude, I had like. $400 of their merch. And I was like, could you sign this? And the, the band manager, the guy, he was like, you have a lot of stuff. And I was like, I love Code and Camera. <laughs> and then I was like, thank you for making your music. I need oh, to leave. Man. And then like, I shuffled myself out. <laughs> and you missed this, but I talked about, I can still remember how soft his hands were. And I didn't expect that. Because he like plays guitar. I thought they were going to be a little. Yeah, they'd be a little callous. They were stuff, extremely yeah. soft. Wow, good for him. Uh, uh, yeah, man, I'm such a fucking loser. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> Tyler like, would not be our friends. I'm no, sorry, man. I mean, uh, he shouldn't be because he's he like he's too busy. Like I don't know. I assume trying to get Frank Ocean to like come out of his wherever he's currently hiding. Maybe I being guess. like, yo, guys, like, come on. It's been like five years since Blonde. Let's go. We- <laughs> We we need a lot of music from different like yeah, a lot of yeah. big heavy hitters this year, man. Like, and the thing about like well, someone like Tyler, year, someone yeah. like Frank Ocean, some like Kendrick, like like kind of were on the same level of these people who are at the top of their craft. Like they are truly the best at what they're doing specifically. Yeah, in my opinion. How the fuck do you like Tyler? Is the only one that really consistently shoves stuff out. Yeah, and like. Even How do like, you follow up Blonde? How do you follow oh, up man. Blonde after following up Channel Orange, after following up Nostalgia Ultra and doing better every time? Like, how the... F- where do you fucking go? Like... Yeah. And, like, I thought that about Igor. Like, I was like, where do you go? Like, you've pushed out way farther than I ever would have thought. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, it's so interesting to see... Artist and the thing that Kyle said, I, I I think I remember it. He was like, Tyler the Creator is our Elton John. 
Oh. And initially I was huh. like, huh, that's kind of weird. But Elton John put out like 7 million albums that everyone likes. <laughs> and was like famous for a... F- I mean, still is very famous. Like... Yeah. I think it's a good... It's a good like idea. And you're hearing my dog bark. Yeah. Let's yeah. be real about it. We yeah. It's his birthday, so like shut up. He's three. It's his birthday. He's Rip, barking. Ripple can do whatever he yeah. wants, folks. He's twenty one. He's Gonna a special freaking... background guest on the podcast yeah. this week. And he's my you know, like one of my best friends. I would say it's literally his best friend. I am obsessed with my dog. <laughs> he's the only person that gets it, you know? I think a couple years in Australia, isolated with that dog, might have changed oh, you. Oh yeah, a no, bit. I'm my brain's broken, <laughs> straight up broken. And I've been telling people that at work, and they've been concerned. <laughs> uh, here's a yeah. Here's I a, mean, when you t- when you tell people that your brain is broken, here's a quick way to yeah. silence a room in a Zoom meeting. Uh, what you say is, "I feel like we're all fake," you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Well, it's like we're all like... like In a work meeting? Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Like where it's just like... <laughs> like we're all just looking at each other on screens and like it changes how you approach it, I think. Like I really do think like there is something to... Like for someone like me, like I'm on Zoom meetings for like eight to 10 hours a day. And I think like something goes wrong with that amount of time on a camera yeah, and seeing people like in my little screen, but I don't actually like know or see them. I'm seeing like literally an image of them. Right. Given to me. An image of them. Yeah. And it creates all sorts of weirdness in, in how you do things. Like, like I feel like we're better at maybe podcasting like this. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we so. weren't terrible at it the other way, but like there's a difference. There is. There there's is a difference. Like yeah. you can be better at like give and take in real life. Well, yeah. I mean, like you pick up body language a little bit better and like you, you pick up pauses more accurately mm-hmm. and stuff and like when to interject, when to pull back. Um, no one, it seems like, I, I don't know, maybe I haven't like searched the right thing on Google, but I really don't think anybody is talking about how the last year of working specifically people who are privileged enough to be at home working. Yeah. I don't think anybody's like, we haven't started to like talk about this really. But like what broke inside of our brains and like, what are we going to be different? Maybe I think, well, it's like the, the tricky part is like, well, it's not like remote exclusive employees and exclusive work didn't exist. pandemic, And that's like the tricky part. I think the issue is like, that forced isolation and forced separation, which is a bigger thing than than the camera thing, right? Because let's say, let's say everyone does go remote. Like everyone yeah. that can go remote does go remote. And like offices are officially dead, which not a thing because people are already being forced to go back. Um, forced to go back or they want to. Like, well, also that. Also you know, that. like some people, I, I may be a person that starts to go back into the office because I think I'm better with people that I can see. Well, here here's kind of what my point was going to get to. Like, what happens when you have a regular cadence of, like, actually being in the same room? Maybe not full-time, yeah. but what happens when, like, that now you have, like, a once-a-month thing yeah. for if, if you're permanently remote? Yeah. Or now the whole team gets together once a quarter yeah. or once a year if you're all over the country? That changes things yeah. because that now, like, 
that connection is 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 tightened and, and deepened mm. with your coworkers, with your work, with everyone that you're that's around you. And now they're not just a, a, a pixel on the screen. Yeah, like it's like there is a level of artifice when you're on a Zoom call, right? Like because it's yeah. inherently uh, digitized and, and not truly authentically real, right? Like yeah. and and people do different things to make themselves look better. Like Zoom literally lets you Facetune. Yeah, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, but weird. I don't know. But we kind of, if you need to, I, I yeah, I mean, I mean, whatever. I'm letting you know how bloated I am every day of my work life. You know, uh, if I had a good day or a bad day in terms of my diet, you can tell <laughs> I'm at the point in my life where it's very clear. Did I have too much salt or the right amount of salt is how I wake up and how I am. <laughs> like I had too much salt last night. I woke and me up. as well. Me as well. Me as well. Uh, I had some chips. Whoopsies. Um. I don't know where we got on this tangent about. Like, I feel like we. I, it was my fault for sure. Yeah, I mean, I lost it. But um, it's. I mean, listen. Uh, we how were, long oh, oh, have uh, we been going? Do we know? Like, why are you? Like, all you have to do is change it to time. It is changed to time. Fifteen hundred ninety-seven. No, what? this one. Fifty-three minutes. Fifty-three minutes. But what? The one is. I know. Okay. Yeah, I, know. I know. Okay. So okay, fifty. Okay. So we're basically wrapping up. Is we're what I'm saying. We're basically wrapping up. So we're, Listen, I'm rambling. Look, obviously. Look. Tyler's gonna find. We're gonna. We're gonna. He's. Someone's gonna figure out how to pull um, Frank Ocean out of wherever he's hiding from. Yeah. That's where it started. I, I, yeah. I okay. It back. And then we'll get something from him. We'll get something from Kendrick soon. I hope as well. If anybody uh, has an inroads on a Frank Ocean authentic blonde vinyl, I will pay you $500 for just like, if you, come on, give me one. I want one. I need it. He will pay you that. I fucking want it so bad. I just need to know it's authentic and I'll pay any (laughs) amount of money for it. Like, I just need to know it's authentic and I will give you whatever you ask for. I need it so bad. It's crazy. I feel like for both Frank and, and, and Tyler, we're both like, we're both like on, uh, like neighboring albums. Like I would get Chanel, and just and, the and Chanel Flower Boy, yeah. Like just the single Chanel? No, 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 no. The the entire album. Orange, sorry. Channel Orange. Yeah, Channel Orange. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I love Channel Orange. Don't get me wrong, but like Blonde is just. See, that's what should, that's what Channel Orange does for me, though. Yeah, like, no, I feel you. Flower Boy. There's like, always something. So yeah. so. So, okay, we'll both pay you for if you yeah, both well, like if you have what? them, we'll each. pay you we'll for pay them. you for each. That's a that's a solid payout. That's I'll pay a solid you. payout. I'll pay that's you. That's a solid payout. Also, if you have second stage turbine blame by Cody and Cambria, I'll pay you. <laughs> if you have Afterman, Ascension and Dissension, I'll pay you. You literally I need the those discography. I need those to complete my collections. It's killing me. There you it's go. killing me. Um, we should end. <laughs> we should end. We should end. Listen, uh, when is Battlefield coming out? I don't fucking know. Uh, who cares? It's fine. Listen, we want to we'll, play Battlefield. We we'll talk play about Battlefield. it. We'll soon. talk about Battlefield. We'll bring back Kyle. What's up, Kyle? Um, you know the thing to remember: these cacti are seven percent, and I think we forgot about that again. We've done this like three we did do that times. Last time. We did do that. They're, last time. they're strong. And I'm like, why? Why do I feel this way? I haven't I'm eaten like, I gotta food drive back today. Home, man, I haven't eaten food. Me neither. Well, uh, no, I had lunch. I had lunch. Okay. Um, I had. Uh, you want to know what I had for lunch? I do. I want to share what I had for lunch. I made uh, uh, adobed pork chops. Wow. So it was like center cut boneless pork chops. Very cool. With a little double. And just some black beans. Good choice. Yeah. 
Simple. Good it choice. It was great. It was a good lunch. Good job. It wasn't too heavy. No. You're mm. light I, on your feet today. I was going to say, we need to end. Again. Yeah. We, need to end. <laughs> we gotta go. Um, this has been the DMGT podcast. It was starting to get weird and... Well, we didn't we didn't do our, our post amble of uh, the weight stuff for your Yeah, wedding. we're fat. We're fat. We're, we're trying to be less fat. I oh get boy. married in like five months. Four months. Oh. I'm so fat. That's not that much time, no, man. Dude, I just have to... I don't know what... I, Cut it out of we're, me or something. Okay. Like, it's not good. But anyways, I will be joining the Planet Fitness that's like five minutes away. Oh, there you go. Very soon. Nice. And then I think we need to we figure need, out we how should to do like, like... We should do like, a, it's like, like we have challenges to, or something. Yeah, like something. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't keep living like this. I will die. Well, we do that and then we can do like... Um, so it's not just like gym time all the time. We can, we can start playing ball on the court or something. Sometimes uh, some of the dudes... I don't know which dudes, but some of the dudes... We'll, General we'll, dudes. we'll go play uh, basketball at um, Windy City Fieldhouse over okay. on Western, right by right by the theater, right by the theater. There you go. Yeah, you know where like, that target I, is? It's right there. Ball is life. You know what I mean? Ball is life. We can we listen. Uh, terrible basketball player. Well, I can shoot threes. Okay, okay. Like like was, below average, which isn't horrible or bad. <laughs> I was once a decent basketball player who hasn't played in. 10 listen, years. the whole point is to get a workout in, and it's yeah, something a little bit different than like just running on a treadmill yeah. or lifting some weights. Which I mean, I'm starting to get to a point where it's like I actually enjoy lifting weights. I like I'm like looking forward to it now, and it's like, yeah. oh no, I don't want to become this person. But well, also then okay. then it's I okay. fall off like we just months, so who cares? it's like we just it's consistency over time that's yeah, our whole yeah, problem yeah. that's why we're fat we don't do that we always boom bust uh, but this has been the DMGT podcast and we're looking good and we're thanks for good. listening thanks for listening.